Producers and creators are the sources of all value on the planet. MC Lobster, the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast Cashflow Ninja, is on a mission with Producers Wealth to help producers create, protect, and multiply their wealth outside of Wall Street in any economy by creating systems and processes that help them increase their production, provides them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Laubscher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at how to create a virtual company culture to grow your business. My guest in this episode is Nathan Hirsch. Nathan has bootstrapped two companies to become multi-million dollar businesses, and he continues to run them today. He started the first, Portlight, in his college dorm room, selling textbooks on Amazon.com in 2009. Along with his partners, he expanded to other product categories and has sold over $20 million uh, in the marketplace. At its peak, they were managing over 500,000 products on their Amazon store from over 1,000 dropship suppliers. After much frustration hiring through Upwork and other platforms, Nathan, along with his business partner, started their own online hiring marketplace specialized for e-commerce business owners in the fall of 2015. FreeUp.com now services over 2,000 online businesses, and they are on pace to hit 3 to $4 million this year. Nathan serves as the CEO handling client acquisition, software management, and internal team growth. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for high-yield returns from multifamily apartments, ATM machines, and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Asset Investor offers, such as their multifamily, ATM, and self-storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. Nate, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, exci- excited to connect and having you on. Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Of course. So I started off as a broke college kid looking for extra beer money on the side. And I started buying and selling textbooks because the school bookstore was ripping me off. So before I knew it, I had lines out the door of people trying to sell me their books to the point where I actually got a cease and desist letter from the school telling me to knock it off because I was taking up too much of their business. So that, that was my first glimpse into being an entrepreneur. And from selling these books, I learned a little bit about Amazon, and this was 2008, 2009, so Amazon was just turning into more than a bookstore. And I started playing around and experimenting, trying to sell computer games, 
games and sporting equipment, stuff that I actually used, and I failed over and over and over. I couldn't get anything to sell besides books. And one day I came across this deal site of a, a baby laptop, and I got the idea to drop ship it. This was years before I even knew what drop shipping was. And I started playing around with that, and I got five sales, and then 10, and then 20. And I'm, I, all of a sudden, I'm spending my classes listing products, finding these different deals to drop ship. And within six months, I had built a multi-million dollar Amazon business that I was grow, running out of my college dorm room, making every good and bad decision that a young entrepreneur makes, right? right. So as this business is scaling up and I, I go through my first busy season, I get crushed with emails and, and orders. I make it out alive and I go, okay, I have to start hiring people. So I hire my first employee and I luck out. It's my business partner, Connor, who's been working with me for over eight years. So I think hiring is easy. Well, I followed that with a lot of bad hires. And as I was going through the hiring and I learned about the Upworks and the Fivers of the world, I became addicted to remote hiring because not many people took a 21-year-old seriously. It wasn't like I had access to all this local talent. So remote hiring was the way to go. And I built these VA armies as I continued to grow this business over the years. But what I realized is I was spending all my time doing interviews now instead of marketing and sales and expansion. And I wanted a faster way to get an access to talent. And when I couldn't figure it out, I built it myself. And that's when I built my marketplace, freeup.com, three years ago, where we vet hundreds of applicants every week. We take the top 1% and we make them available quickly to clients all around the world. So that's a short version of how I went from a broke college kid to starting two businesses. No, and thank you for sharing. And you bring up a very, very important part because um, our listeners are investors, uh, entrepreneurs, small business owners, busy professionals. I mean, people from all walks of, of life. And regardless of where you find yourself, you only have 24 hours in a day. <laughs> yeah, right. So we only have so, uh, so many hours in a day, regardless of where, who you are and where you are. How do we maximize uh, and be as efficient as we possibly can be in the pursuit of our goals of where we want to go is basically to focus on our unique ability. I call it a stupid human trick because we all have one, right? One yeah. a thing that just comes naturally to, our, to us. Um, and outsourcing the rest. And, and that's something that's really helped me personally in my business and help accelerating that of, of not wearing 15 to 20 hats, but wearing the hats that I need to wear to push my business forward and uh, getting other people to wear the other hats. Um, so can you talk about the importance of outsourcing and, and what it's done for you and your business uh, and share some of the stories, um, success stories of some clients? Definitely. So it's kind of cool seeing people evolve as a business owner because a lot of us, we start off as that sole entrepreneur and then we add some people and we become a manager. Really take to the next level, they become a leader, which is completely different. And helping people go along those stages, entrepreneurs that might be scared to hire or made bad hiring mistakes um, like, like I have in the past, it's so rewarding and it's so cool. And you, and you get so much out of it when you learn how to manage and you also learn how to lead. Um, a funny story I like to tell is I had a client, a great client of mine who's very well known in the Amazon community, and he hired a family to run his entire business. And they were crushing it for him for, for years. He could be hands off. He could be everywhere, um, anywhere, and, and still have the business run. 
Well, one day he did something to piss one of the family members off. I don't know exactly what it was. And the entire family quit on him in, on one day. So he goes from having his, total, his business totally outsourced to, wow, I have to do everything. What do I even do? And we had been talking for a while and he essentially said, hey, Nate, you've been telling me about free up. Let's see what you got because I'm, I'm in crisis mode right now. So within a day, we had him people for every single part of, it, of his team. And we essentially taught him a lesson that he already knew and a lesson that I learned back in the day about diversifying it and not making people um, indispensable like that. And right. so we departmentalized. So one person customer service, one person for listing, one person for PR. And, and we really made sure that he was protected. These people, they didn't necessarily have relationships with each other, although they worked together here and there. So that was, that was kind of one of the cooler things we've been able to do rapid fire because when you're an entrepreneur, it's all about speed, whether you're replacing the entire team or, hey, you don't have two weeks to, to vet graphic designers for this three-hour project. So for us, we're very focused on the vetting, but also the speed and the customer service as well. You bring up a very, very good point, and, and that's uh, uh, the point of diversifying, but also that, you know, uh, I quote Damon John a lot, and he keeps hammering on it, how systems run a business. Agreed. And um, having those systems in place and processes and documenting all of that, that puts you in a position uh, to control those systems and processes and then just bring in people to run that business for you instead of being solely dependent on someone. So when you do hire someone, um, a point I just want to make for our listeners is document stuff, um, record trainings, right? All of these trainings so that when something happens, um, you can find a, a key player or a role player fairly quickly and easy and have them train it up to speed to keep the system going instead of having, uh, you know, I know a lot of people, a lot of small businesses have like one or two people that their business would basically be destroyed without those two, right? So um, building a system with different roles and different moving parts, I think um, gives you a little bit more control and doesn't make you as vulnerable as a lot of people are. And as you just indicated um, that some folks are. I couldn't agree more. And a little hack that I do, because when you're, when you're a startup and I'm in year three, we did $5 million last year. I still consider us a startup. We're constantly changing and evolving processes. And we want people to bring ideas and feedback to the table to improve. So for me, making a video doesn't make a lot of sense because within two months, that video might be different. Right. Instead, I'll, I'll make a doc, a training doc, but part of the job of the people I hire is to keep it updated. So at any point, I'll check in and look at it and be like, hey, was this updated with that change we made last week? And if it's not, like, that's part of your job. You have to do it. So as we're continuing to evolve and develop these processes, it, the docs stay up to date. So if anything does happen, personal person has a personal issue or let's say, God forbid, they decide to leave, I have this doc up to date, ready to go. And it's always a hassle to replace people, but it makes it a little bit easier for you as an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what um, tips can you provide people uh, with uh, things that they should look for when hiring someone through basically a freelance operation? What, what should they look at? What should be the key things that they need to consider when bringing on a team member uh, that's, that's, uh, that they found through freelancing? Sure. And the same thing applies whether you're hiring someone internally, freelancer, contractor, virtual, virtual assistant. 
we look for three things, skill, attitude, and communication. We've realized that a lot of our bad hiring experiences and other clients' bad hiring experiences happen when they just focus on skill. They go on and they see, hey, this person has five years of experience. They, they have all this information. They've been working forever. And so let's hire them. And it blows up in their face and they don't understand why. And it makes them scared to ever hire again. Right. But when you focus on the attitude and the communication, as much as you focus on the skill, you have a good experience. With attitude, we look for people who are passionate about what they do. If I hire a bookkeeper, they have to love bookkeeping as much as I love being an entrepreneur and I hate bookkeeping. So we look for people who are really care. They're not just in it for the paycheck. They have a smile every day. We've all worked with those type of people. Yeah. With communication, yes, they have to speak my language, but I don't want to chase people down. I'm too busy for that. I need updates to come to me. I need someone who can give estimates and hit due dates and they don't have excuses or personal issues that are, are constantly popping up people that prioritize work and, and where I feel like I'm on the same page and everything is black and white. There's no gray area. The gray area wastes so much of my time and my energy. So I, there's, it's very rare where you meet someone and you're like, hey, they were great with their skill, had awesome communication, awesome attitude, and it still didn't work out. And usually when you get all three, it leads to a great hiring experience. You're listening to Nathan Hirsch on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. MC Lobsher is the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast, Cashflow Ninja, and also the president of Producers Wealth. Producers Wealth assists people in creating, protecting, and perpetually multiplying wealth in any economy through creating processes that help them increase their production, provide them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to Nathan Hirsch on the Cashflow Ninja podcast, and now back to our interview. Now, one thing that I'm particularly interested, uh, interested in and one uh, a skill set that I'm trying to learn is creating a culture uh, for a virtual organization and a company culture or a team culture. And this is a, this is a very big challenge for a lot of folks because how do you uh, have everyone on the same page um, working towards that great big vision that you have as an entrepreneur or as a leader within your business? What are some of the things that you can share that has worked for you and some of the things also that has not worked? Because I, I like to learn from what has not worked uh, to try and, and, uh, and avoid that as well. Sure. So what doesn't work, and we'll start with that, is if you don't know what your culture is or you hire people that aren't a match for your culture, because that's half the battle. It's very hard to mold people and try to change people. And my business partner, Connor, for years would try to, would try to change people. And I, I kept telling him, hey, that's a lot of wasted effort. It would be way better if we just found people that were a fit right from the beginning. And there, there are a lot of different cultures and none are necessarily right or wrong. You might have a, a right. real estate business 
that's really cutthroat and aggressive and that works for you and you can make a lot of money, but you better not hire a warm and fuzzy person and put them into that culture because you're not going to have a good experience and, and vice versa. So the cultures that I create that I have found work for remote teams that um, lower turnover, keep retention, keep people happy and, and lead to great ideas are that we set those expectations and we hold people accountable, but we want and encourage feedback and ideas and feedback can be personal feedback for me when I'm, when I'm doing um, like yearly or weekly meetings, I'm always asking how can I improve and I take their feedback seriously and no one gets fired or yelled at if they say something bad about me, that's not the culture we create. Um, but also the expectations that you're not robots, even if it's a, a small data entry task or a graphic design project, we want your ideas. We're hiring people from all around the world for a reason. We all have different backgrounds. We've worked with different clients. We want you to bring ideas to the table. And that culture is so incredible because some of the best ideas I've gotten, some of the ones that have made me the most money or cut the most costs have come from other people. And that's because I've created a culture where people want to interact. They want to bring feedback. They, they know that they'll be listened to and it makes them involved and it makes them want to stay and it makes them want to see what's going to happen next when we're constantly implementing this feedback. Right. What do you, uh, what is the processes of, of just the, the communication? Can you share a little bit about the infrastructure and also some of the tools that you guys utilize uh, to uh, communicate with each other? Because I mean, you're all in different parts of the world. Um, and uh, I mean, real-time information and communication is key. So can you share a little bit more about that? So my hack is I never do a video or audio interview ever or meeting. Everything is via Skype text. It's okay. incredibly clear, black and white. It gives people reference to go back to. Um, it makes it so that there's never a he said, she said type moment. Um, and it, it, to me, it's the best way to meet. And we'll use Trello. Um, I have clients who use Slack and Asana. It, it doesn't matter. But get everything in writing, especially as you're building relationships with these people up front. It's so easy for me to go back to a chat and say, hey, I told you this. Why didn't you do it? Then to, be, to say, hey, I told you that via the phone. And, and they don't remember that because if you, if you have a phone call with someone that lasts 30 minutes, chances are you're not remembering every single sentence that was said. But right. if, if it's in writing, people can take notes. People will ask if they're, if they're confused. They won't just let the conversation go on. Keep a Trello. And I divide my Trello daily operations short-term, long-term. And the daily operations they do every day, if it's a slow day, they chip away these short-term projects that are due in a few days a week. And when it's really slow, they always have these long-term projects to fall back on. And to me, it's such a simple way to keep it organized and I feel like a lot of people overcomplicate it. Yeah, no, I like to keep things very, very simple. I usually joke and say, you know, I'm a former rugby player. I've, I've gotten a couple of knocks on the head, so keep it nice and simple for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, ab absolutely, because, uh, yeah, and I mean, um, having people excited about projects and, and so forth, too, by having them um, and uh, allowing them input, right? Because that's the other thing. I love the diverse ideas and thought, but because of our unique and different backgrounds across the world, I mean, I'm from originally from South Africa. I deal with folks also around the world. Um, we all bring something unique and different to the table because we all have different experiences, backgrounds, worldviews, uh, and so forth. So that really creates uh, ties into your company culture of, uh, of sharing. Um, and that gets people excited because their ideas are listened to and implemented on and executable on. 
Exactly. Even if you hire someone for a one-time graphic design project, tell them about your company. What are your goals? What's going well? What's going poorly? Get them invested a little bit. And that's how you get the best performances. Right. Now, what are some of the, uh, um, just some of the tips that you can share of how to delegate tasks uh, off your plate that's not aligned with your, as I mentioned, your stupid human trick uh, and what, what is the best and most efficient use of your time? Yeah, so it all starts off with figuring out what you're good at. I had a meeting with my business partner. We actually found this activity online. Uh, you still with me? Yes. All right, cool. So I found this activity online where for an hour, we went back and forth. We told each other, you're good at this, you're bad at this. And we were really honest to the point. And by the end of this, we had a list of everything I was bad at, everything he was bad at. We realized we complimented each other very well, but we also had this list of all these things that we were both bad at, all these weaknesses that we were doing that we weren't good at. So that is a great place to start hiring because you can turn those weaknesses into strengths and that will really help take your company to the next level. The other side of it is if you're just stuck in the day-to-day operations, get away from your business, take your business partner, your husband, your wife, people that see the things that you're doing and create a list of everything you do on a day-to-day week-to-week basis and take the top three easiest things and get those off your plate. Hire a VA for a few hours every day, a few hours in the morning from 8 to 10 a.m. to just get you caught up so you can focus on expansion the rest of the day. So that's really the way that I approach it. And even now when we have meetings, that's really what we're focused on, strengths and weaknesses. And I have a three-month rule that I don't do anything longer than three months without taking it off my plate. Very, very interesting. Now, uh, Nate, a habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new things and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what skill sets are you currently learning? Right now, it's all about development. I'm not learning how to code, but I'm learning how to understand dealing with developers better because when you're running a marketplace, you've got the clients, you've got the feedback, and you've got the software that holds it all together. And at first, I didn't look at us as a software company. Um, I looked at us more as a marketplace, but software is so important in a marketplace, especially when you're competing with the Upworks, the Fivers, that if I can't communicate with my developers, if I don't know what's going on, if I can't understand Jira, which is what we use for um, our project management, then I'm not getting the most out of them. So I'm committed to learning as much about development as I can, just like they're as committed to learning as much about business as they can so that we can be on the same page. Let's talk about business strategy for a little bit because that did pique my interest now. So you're up against very well-established companies. You've mentioned Upwork. You've mentioned Fiverr. uh, There's a couple of other freelancing companies out there. How do you position yourself in that marketplace? What's your unique proposition? And uh, how are you competing in that space? Sure. So you go to Upwork, you go to Fiverr, all these marketplaces, they've been doing the same, the same for a while. You post a job, you get 100 people to apply, you interview them one by one, and it takes forever. And you never really know what you're going to get. And if you make a bad hire, you start that whole process over again. So I wanted something faster. At FreeUp, we get hundreds of applicants every week. We vet them for the skill, attitude, and communication that we talked about before. We take the top 1%, we let them in, and then we make them available to clients first come first serve. It's free to sign up, no monthly fees, no minimums. You can end the agreement at any time. It's in our best interest to get you freelancers you actually like. Now on the back end, 
We have 24-7 customer support. My calendar is right on the website. You get access to me and my team. And then we also have a no turnover guarantee that if freelancers quit for any reason, you get uh, we cover your replacement costs and we get you a new freelancer right away. So we do all of that with freelancers from five to $75 an hour, both US and non-US for every skill set. Um, that's really what it's all about. Vetting and speed on the front end, protection and customer service on the back end. Right. So it's definitely a service is the, the value that you guys are bringing in. Obviously, the taking time, you know, reducing and compressing time for clients of having to go through all of those headaches and vetting and <laughs> interviewing and, and so forth. So you guys take that all uh, that time out, have the best top quality folks there, and then uh, providing a ton of service on the back end to make this a very memorable experience. Absolutely. Yeah. No, great, great. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? So the first thing is the mindset of reinvesting. I feel like People get so into saving money and holding money, which is great, but you have to figure out how to invest into yourself, whether it's starting a business and investing your time, money, and energy into that, or it's real estate, or it's stocks, or it's personal development, investing in masterminds and going to conferences. Figure out the best way that you can afford to invest in yourself. The second thing is just hard work. I mean, no one becomes, there's very few people that wake up and have a great idea and then become millionaires. You need to work hard and find something that you're passionate about so that it doesn't feel like work. I work very hard, but it's fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy helping people, which kind of leads me to number three, figure out your why, not just what you do and how you do it, but why you do it. Figure out what's important to you. When I was running my Amazon business, I didn't have a why. It was just to make money to push products. With FreeUp, I'm able to help clients from all around the world, get jobs for freelancers, help people provide for their families, and it's a lot bigger than just me. So I have a huge why. And figure out what the why is in your business, in your life, and you'll have a lot more success and a lot more happiness. Yeah, if you're focused on outcomes for your clients and it's aligned with your why and you're passionate about it, the rest will take care of itself. Um, You know, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so, Nate, where can my listeners learn more about you, your company? Uh, where can they create an account? And also, where can they stay informed of all of the projects that you're involved with? Yeah, go to freeup.com with three E's. Um, right at the top is my calendar. You can book a free meeting with me. You can create a free, free up account. Um, check out the free up blog and follow me on social media. We have the online hiring mastermind group on Facebook. Great. Nate, well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. Thanks so much for having me. I had a great time. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. 
Thank you for joining me again on the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you for all your support. You rock. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com or text CashflowNinja to 44. I'm also posting daily videos on Facebook and YouTube and will live stream weekly starting May 2018. To make sure you don't miss any of the live streams, please like and subscribe to my Facebook and YouTube platforms. I'm also dropping content on Instagram daily. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to get in on the action. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. That's our show for today. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.